Hello, Legion of Audience. This is James. And before we get started today, I wanted to take a second and let you all know about the brand new Who Would Win Patreon. If you'd like to support the show and get behind-the-scenes access like you've never seen before, go to patreon.com slash whowouldwinshow right now. Who Would Win patrons will have access to outtake videos, early info on battles, and even get a vote on characters that we'll use in upcoming episodes. So if you'd like to support me and the show, head to patreon.com slash whowouldwinshow, and for as little as five bucks a month, you can define yourself as more than just a fan. You'll be an official member of the Legion. Hope to see you there. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The bridge is collapsing. One too many explosive charges went off, and now the structural integrity has been compromised. Beast Boy is here to help, though and turns himself into all manner of creatures to reach and pull and carry everyone to safety that he can. Also arriving to help, the Dinobot Grimlock surveys the area for people to save. Beast Boy sees the hulking robot and shouts, Hey, there's still some people left on the school bus. Go save them while I help the others. Grimlock nods his head and rescues a trio of children who thankfully love dinosaurs more than they were scared of their situation. With everyone saved and the bridge collapsed, Grimlock turns to the green hero. Me, Grimlock, not like getting orders from puny green man. Me, Grimlock, the leader. And before Beast Boy could talk it out, Grimlock attacks and only the strongest will survive. It's Teen Titan versus Transformer. It's Changeling versus Dinobot. It's Beast Boy versus Grimlock. Today on Who Would Win? And welcome to another episode of Who Would Win, a show that completely ignores anything important happening in the world and instead focuses on a fictional battle between two characters from the worlds of comics, sci-fi, and fantasy. I'm your host, James Gavsey, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ray Stekanis. In today's episode, we are bringing you another out-of-the-box matchup. In one corner, you have Beast Boy, DC Comics' anthropomorphic genius versus Grimlock, one of the most devastating warriors in all the Transformers universe. As usual, I did the patented Who Would Win Google test you know, just to see how many times this match has been discussed. Now, just to let you know, I really do a really big search. I search far and wide on the internet to really see what the deal is. And this matchup has been discussed once and only one time before today, as far as I can tell, which means it's the perfect time for this fight to get the who would win treatment. Ray, what are your thoughts on today's I'm matchup? I'm always excited about these matchups because I'm in the room when they happen, and there's characters that we've been wanting to use. Look, it's use the characters we've been wanting to use forever but haven't November. And we haven't been advertising it like that because it sounds terrible when you say it out loud, but that's really the reality of the month of November so far. We've used Ant-Man and Hot Girl, and yep. we used Drist 
for gosh sakes. Drist. Yeah, we've used all the hits and all the people that we've been wanting to use forever and just never really found time for. Well, Beast Boy is on that list for James Gavsey. I don't think I'm speaking oh out gosh. of turn when I say Beast Boy is another one of the handful of characters you've been suggesting every single week, maybe not as long as some of the others, maybe only about the last nine months or so, basically all of season three, but he's been there and I've been annoyed hearing it. So finally we're doing it <laughs> and I get a chance to rep a transformer. You know, I'm on board Grimlock, maybe my favorite of all the transformers. I had forgotten how much I love this character until I went to research for today. I got to tell you, I see a lot in common between you Got and Got a lot Grimlock. in common. We're both leaders. A lot in both common. Very strong. Leaders. Strong, That's powerful. Right. We could both uh, transform into a, a dinosaur. That's true. That's true. Uh, Short-tempered. I've been known. And uh, easily distracted. What? But more on that later. You're right. Here's the thing. I've actually been thinking about Beast Boy for a long time in terms of who would win. Three main characters, you know, Red Hulk, of course, we used him previously. Uh, Drist. Ray, how many times have I said we got to put Drist like, into a battle? Never. What are you talking about? Don't you never. lie to the people. I never did that one. Never. I never did. I never did. But it was actually a great battle. It, when it, we finally it worked put out in. well. And, of course, it worked out well. And Beast Boy. I have been suggesting Beast Boy for a long time. I think Beast Boy is an amazing character, and I'm super hyped that we actually get to put him up against someone as, I'm going to say it, magnificent really as is. Grimlock. Now, Ray. We've been getting so much great feedback from the Who Would Win fan base, the legion of audience, and we get a lot of comments. And every once in a while, we get this really, these really cool questions that I really think we should talk about on the show and just kind of go over. I think the fans would love it. So we got this great question from Michael. It's a three-parter. So let's just go for each part. So the first question is, James, for me, who could I take on? Which fictional character could mm. I take on and actually beat in a fight? And oddly enough, because I am that type of guy, I sit, look, Ray, I sit in a lot of meetings. I get bored very easily, so it. my mind starts to wander onto the important issues facing us today as a, as a nation. And, uh, you know, I thought about it. I actually do think without weapons one-on-one, -on -one, I could beat the Punisher. In a fight, I think without I would beat weapons. the Punisher. Without weapons? I you know, still give think that you're guy in trouble, gun. James. I'm not going to lie. I'm not saying I'm getting out okay. I'm not saying I'm getting out okay, I think. But I will, after a very harsh fight, uh, again, I went to a really rough Hebrew yeah. school. I know what I'm doing. I'm beating the Punisher. All right, Ray. So the second part, obviously, is who would Man. race to Canis? Which fictional character you know, would race to Canis? And I feel it's fight? only fair that we limit it to characters that one of us has repped on this show before. I think it's only fair to tie it in to seasons one, two, and three to who would win. And there's one name that really stands out to me that I think I got a good look at if I needed to. Tyrion Lannister from Game of Thrones. I got him. I don't know. I don't know. Tyrion's got this high-level survivability. I don't know He's what strong. to I'm not sure sure I would make it out in one piece, but I'm saying right now, I think of anybody we've repped on this show, he's my best look. Yeah, I don't know. I th yeah, maybe. Maybe Chucky, for that matter, too. I, I By the way, check out Tyrion Lannister versus Chucky. Chucky. He's too cute. All right, well, the third... He is a little cute. The third part of this question was, if Ray Sicanus and James Gavsey could combine oh, wow. into one being... Oh, boy. <laughs> Not sure where these questions come from. If we could combine ourselves into one, y'all think weird out there. I just want to say y'all think a little weird. bit, a little bit. Who then could we, in our enhanced state, take on uh, in terms of fictional character? Ray, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, my initial thought would be if we were to combine powers, it would probably be a little uh -huh. bit like a man with two brains situation. And I think yeah. we go. I, I think we go backwards. I think we go backwards Possibly. in power level. I think Tyrion gets us. That's what I think. Yeah. 
you know, it's funny because I was saying, like, you know, with my background, MMA background, powerlifting, sure. you know, tactic strategy and all that kind of good stuff, weapons and what have you, and combined with shouting from Don't Ray Don't you even and act I think you're like pro wrestlers I bet are the you, toughest people on the planet, James. Don't you even I'm not. Say, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying you're – and your use of a chair, by the I way. I hit people with chairs really well. Yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it firsthand. It's fantastic. I do think uh, we do go backwards. I think we may be able to outsmart Scooby-Doo. You know what? Yeah, we get Scooby-Doo. You know what? Michael Myers would have got him. Why wouldn't we? (laughs) That was another close match. All right. So whatever it would be, I do think us coming together would be an, an insane, super powerful being. But speaking of super powerful beings, it's time to introduce... Our guest judge, making another appearance on the Hood Win Show. You know them from Bravest Warriors, Adventure Time, Distant Lands, and Tokyo Revengers. It's the one and only John Omohundro. John, welcome back to Who Would Win. Ah, what's up, guys? Hey. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. John, we are so stoked to have you back on the show. Last time you were on the show, you know, I remember talking before the episode started, and I said, Hey, what are you working on that's really cool? And you said, Oh, I got so much that I'm working on. That I can't tell you anything about oh, right now. It's the worst. We're plagued. Actors are plagued. We're not allowed to tell anything. We're not allowed to talk about anything that we're doing, which sucks, you know? Uh, but well, I think that, I think that plagues successful actors. Yeah. Oh, well, well, oh, thank you very yeah, right? much. Oh, how sweet. Uh, yeah, no, no. Um, yeah, it's weird. We're not allowed to talk about it, and some things take a long time to produce, and then it takes even longer to announce that you're a part of it. It's just very, very, I think since the last time I've been here, I've done two seasons of Rugrats. Like I can wow. now talk about it. Uh, Adventure time, distant lands, a bunch of animes. See, we, are, we and you are similar right there in that I tell people, they say, what have you been working on? I say, Oh, I'm really not a, at, able to disclose at this time. But the reality is I'm working on nothing, but it just sounds a lot better. When you say I'm not allowed to tell you. I have many projects in various so forms of we, development. We yeah, share that. That's a lie. Yeah. Yeah, one's like a sandwich at home. I got you know, this pizza. Yeah, the car yeah, I'm, trying to I'm just kidding. Yeah. I would never not finish a pizza, please. You guys just power through it. Okay, so let me ask you this. With everything you've done, you know, uh, Tokyo Revengers, Rugrats, uh, Adventure Time on HBO Max, what is, if I had to say, pick your top three things you've done, what would those three things be? Oh, man. Of all time or out of, out of, this, out of this year? This 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 is a hard question. Guys. We get it, John. Year. You're a successful working <laughs> actor. Thank you. We understand. No, I'm kidding. Actually, that's bad. T- let's let's start with this year. Okay, this year, this year. De- oh man, this year's so hard too, guys. There's so many cool things in like very uh, a very broad um, spectrum of content. I, and I did an anime. I started working on anime in this last like uh, since since the quarantine situation. I, I've been working on the show called Tokyo Revengers, which has been Oh, it's been such a phenomenal experience and is a, a fantastic show. If you haven't seen it and you like anime, definitely check it out. That's my favorite anime. There's so, there's so much. Adventure Time Distant Lands was also fantastic. Uh, I'm in Wizard City. I play a character named Spader. I'm basically like, it's kind of like Adventure Time meets Harry Potter, sort of. And I kind of play like the Draco Malfoy type of guy. So I'm kind of a bully. I'm kind of the cool kid, you know? You know how it is. But, You're the bully? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm wow. the, I am the chosen one, basically. If, if you, if you yeah, ask we know me, that. But I'm who do you play in the show? <laughs> I, I, my character's name is Spader. He's on the front cover. It's fantastic. Take a look. Check it out. It's, it's definitely worth your time. Now, now, last thing before we get to the show, you, you made a statement before we all jumped on, and I just want the league of the league, the legion of audience, to hear this. You said between playing video games. 
and playing Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, you said one was more important wow. and you're better off doing one rather than the other. I just want to see if you'll go on record to kind of clarify that statement. Okay, so so what he's referencing is that he said he <laughs> wants to get into video games and Correct. he's like, I also want to get into Dungeons and Dragons. And I was Correct. like, listen, you don't have to play video games, but you got to play Ooh. D&D. And I stand Ooh. by it. I stand by it. Dungeons and Dragons with the right group of people can 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 literally change your life in like the best ways. So uh, find your group, find your people and jam. Like games games change and guess what? D&D's free. You can get wow. the SRD online for free. So it's, you know, okay. it's just a good time. It's a good time. All right. I'm liking where all this is going. We've got uh, an amazing judge. We've got two great opponents. we got everything we need for a fantastic who would win battle once more. Ray, with all that being said, please do us the honors and announce today's matchup. Representing DC Comics, the hero who says dude more than the big Lebowski, Beast Boy. And representing Hasbro, the Dinobot who pays for everything with Tyrannosaurus checks, Grimlock. Really? I'm super proud of that one. Really? I, how am I supposed right. to not laugh while you're doing this? This is so painful. It Dude, is. Dude, it says more dudes than... It's a perfect... <laughs> it, these Lebowski. are perfect gags, James. They're... 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 They're perfect. Something. All right. Well done, Ray. And by well done, I'm using air quotes around well I'll done. Take it. Before we go any further, let's go over the official rules of a who would win match. Rule number one, each debater will make three points. Rule number two, the who would win match is a random encounter in a neutral location with no prior knowledge of the opponent or time to prepare for the fight. Rule number three, the debater must stay within the confines of the character's personality and the exact version of that character has to be specifically stated. Ray, listen. I've got a specific a version of, of Grimlock I'm hoping you're using, but there's a lot of great versions of Grimlock out there. What what iteration are you going with? You know, it's the crazy thing is Grimlock was not a character I was expecting to have vastly different iterations of, depending on where you look. But there's like legit maybe like four completely different Grimlocks out yeah. there. I have yeah. to, of course, being me, I'm using yeah. G1 Transformers Woo! Grimlock the best one to me the only one the one i'll be having today i can't believe you and i yet again agree on something this be. is happening way too frequently okay look in terms of beast boy same thing there's a lot of great versions beast boy from you know titans on hbo max is fantastic kidding, beast James? boy from team titans we go is amazing you'll have no idea where i'm going with this ray i am going with team titans from the uh, not well-known manga uh, from 1980s. Uh -huh. I'm going with the uh, current DC Comics version. Oh, there it is. Put one. it out there. Listen, it's a thing. Rule number four, debaters may only use examples of skills, powers, or weapons that are a long-established part of the character's continuity. Feats from non-canon crossovers are allowed, but will be given less weight. Rule number five, the winner of the debate is whomever the judge decides has the best case for defeating their opponent by death, submission, or battlefield removal. Finally, rule number six, the judge is the final arbiter and can disallow or veto any point they feel violates these rules or established logic. Now, feel free to check out the official rules on our website, whowouldwinshow.com. And before we get started, don't forget to visit the official Who Would Win store. Get your official Who Would Win t-shirts, mugs, and merchandise by going to whowouldwinshow.com and clicking on the merch section. We have a new sponsor for Who Would Win, and I think y'all might enjoy this one. It is Marvel Strike Force. 
Marvel Strike Force is a mobile game that taps into everything we all love about Marvel Comics. You get to pick a squad of your favorite Marvel heroes, you know, and villains, let's keep it real, and team them up to fight big bads like Doctor Doom and, of course, save the universe. Your goal in Marvel Strike Force is to power up your characters and compete PvP against other players in multiple different modes. And you know I'm not telling you all about this empty-handed, because if you're a new user and sign up with our promo code MAXPOOL, M-A-X-P-O-O-L, you're going to get hooked up with all kinds of free stuff to get you started the right way. Let's face facts. You love Marvel, you love gaming, and you got a phone. So take a sec and check out Marvel Strike Force using the link in the description of this episode, ideally, and use our promo code MAXPOOL and get the whole Who Would Win show hookup. Thanks again to Marvel Strike Force, and thanks to me for this great read. Good job, me. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And now, let's get to the tale of the tape for both of our combatants. Ray, please give us the details on Grimlock. Grimlock is a transformer and leader of the Dinobots. He was created by Hasbro and first appeared in the Transformers cartoon SOS Dinobots in 1984. The Dinobots were created by the Transformer Wheeljack after he was inspired by stories of dinosaurs and found some dinosaur bones. Grimlock, naturally the strongest of the Dinobots, assumed command using his brute force to convince the others that he should be the one in charge. Good-natured, but also uncontrollable, the Dinobots and Autobots had an alliance that always teetered on the precipice when they worked together. Being a Transformer, Grimlock can alternate between his robot form and that of a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Fun fact, as much as we all love the Dinobots, there have been some exceptions. Movie director Michael Bay is on record as hating them and expressed, yeah, he expressed that he never wanted them in his movies ever, although he finally relented to use them in Transformers Age of Extinction, but only just a little bit. Most people don't remember, though, that they were also hated by Optimus Prime. Once it was clear that they were not going to be controllable, Prime ordered that they be destroyed. Oh, yeah. Thankfully for all of us, though, the Decepticons attacked and they were pushed into service and they saved the day, which in turn saved their lives. That is Grimlock. You know, it's funny. I'd also kind of wager that Michael Bay may also not like Transformers. He sh- <laughs> in general. clearly shows no particular affinity for them through any no. of his movies, that's for sure. Yeah, you can I love see me saying, hey, on Gutting show the them Sacred bleeding. Cow. Go to the Gutting the Sacred Cow podcast to find the Race to Canis episode of Michael Bay's Transformers. This ad brought to you by Gutting the Sacred Cow. 
I know. I listened to a recent episode where someone, I can't believe this idiot, was making fun of Highlander. Wow, Highlander that's my movie. other episode. You can, oh, is it you now? You can go to Isn't Cutting the Sacred Cow. You're on anywhere that you podcast and check out Race to Canis on Cutting the Sacred Cow talking about Highlander, a garbage <sighs> movie that deserves to be beheaded. Uh, what is I Highlander? Wow. No, you're that's right. That's a joke. That's a half joke. I know. Thank you. That's thank you. If you were going to say, what is Highlander 2? I would agree with you. All right. Uh, thank you for those wonderful details on Grimlock. And uh, I will I will dedicate this episode to avenging the spirit of Highlander, the movie, iconic film in its own. All right. Here are the details for Beast Boy. Beast Boy made his first appearance in Doom Patrol number 99 back in 1965. And born as Garfield Logan, Beast Boy was created by Arnold Drake and Bob Brown. As a young child, Garfield Logan lived with his scientist parents in Africa, who were developing reverse evolution to bring back extinct creatures. Garfield contracted a rare illness called Sakusha, which is lethal to every species except the West African green monkey. To save his life, his father used an untested science experiment to change him into a West African green monkey for 24 hours so the virus could die out. The serum had the unintended effect of permanently turning his skin, eyes, and hair green and granting him the ability to metamorph into any animal of his choice. Beast Boy's character is often used as comic relief through his joking and wisecracking, where he's sometimes able to talk opponents down from fighting as opposed to after taking them on directly. Despite all of his struggles and time with the Doom Patrol and the Titans, Garfield is friendly, humorous, and upbeat and considers the new Teen Titans, including Nightwing, to be his family. And here's an interesting fact about Beast Boy. This one might get me in trouble. Did you know that there's one type of animal that Beast Boy doesn't like it's true although beast boy has morphed into literally thousands of animals and a strict vegetarian there's still one animal that beast boy doesn't like at least beast boy on the animated version from the teen titans and what kind of animal is it you guessed it it's cats Pet cats specifically, not tigers or lions or big cats because they're cool. In one of Beast Boy's more infamous quotes, he said, bro, cats are the worst. If you're going to be an animal, <laughs> I'm saying this as I remember our judge has a cat. Bro, cats are the worst. If you're going to be an animal, be a dog. Dogs are rad. Beast Boy's very fine words of wisdom is all I'm going to say about that. And now you have the facts on both opponents. John, do you have any questions before we get started? Uh, that's a that's a terrible direction to go when you try to I lay know. Out. I'm going to say Luckily, right now, I'm going to punish John, Beast Boy for his insolence today. Thank thankfully, you. Thank you. Thankfully, John, thankfully, <laughs> I'm not repping that version of Beast Boy. Oh, the Beast Boy uh, I'm uh, repping uh, from uh, DC Comics loves cats. Uh, I see. That's precisely And by the way, you... who doesn't? <laughs> Who d- and by the way, that's why I didn't want to rep Beast Boy from Teen Titans or Teen Titans Go mm-hmm. for those horrible comments mm-hmm. about yeah. uh, uh, everyone's uh, favorite pets. Uh, this, this, this tracks. <laughs> All right. As I'm reading this, I'm thinking, like, I wonder what John's thinking right now. Ray, this bodes well for our fight. Please go ahead and hit us with your point number one. Point number one for Grimlock. Let's just talk about the obvious things about Grimlock, and that is his size as well as his power. Because one of the things that you got to keep in mind for this battle is one of these characters is made of flesh and bone, and the other one is, is a machine made of metal. And one thing that I've learned many times in this life is when flesh and bone matches up against a machine, the machine tends to win the fight, whether it's me cutting a zucchini and hurting myself 
or any number of Terminator movies, what I've learned is that the machines generally do pretty well against flesh and bone because you can hit a machine as much as you want to. But if you hit flesh and bone, you tend to do lasting damage that knocks them out of a fight pretty quickly. But let's talk about the size and the power. Because as big as Optimus Prime is, as big as Megatron is, see, we've had both of these characters on the show before, and they're very, very large, they're very, very strong, they're very, very powerful. Grimlock is known in the Transformers universe as being stronger and more powerful than both Optimus Prime and Megatron, two of the highest heavy hitters in the Transformers world. If it comes to a knockdown drag out fight with Grimlock in one of those two, Grimlock actually wins that fight. I like to think of him a lot like the Juggernaut. The Juggernaut from Marvel Comics, insanely tough, durable, ridiculously strong, and kind of is it goes in one direction. When he decides he's going to hit you, it's nearly impossible to stop him from hitting you. And when he hits you, it's like a freight truck to the nose. It does not feel good. He, when in his dinosaur form, he has dino jaws. And the dino jaws are very, very strong, very, very powerful. They're known to be able to snap virtually anything in two. If he decides he wants to bite down on anything, whether it's a tree, whether it's a Decepticon's head, whether it's a giant boulder, that will be immediately destroyed in his mouth and and turned probably not just into two pieces, probably into several thousand as he chews up and spits it out. Very, very powerful jaws like a crocodile, but a huge robot one. And we talk about size. Optimus Prime is 22 feet tall. That is larger than most any animal that Beast Boy has in his repertoire, okay? Grimlock is taller than that. Grimlock is actually roughly 23 feet tall. Although if you actually watch the cartoons like I recently did to prepare for this, it sure feels like Grimlock is even bigger uh, than Optimus Prime than a, a mere one foot, quite honestly. He's very, very large. In fact, he's so big and he's so powerful that the Dinobots and Grimlock in particular are the ones that the Autobots, powerful in their own right, the Dinobots are the ones the Autobots call in when they can't handle a thing that they need to fight. <laughs> you think about how tough you think Optimus Prime is and the whole Autobots crew. When they get in too far, they call Grimlock to bail them out. And yes, they know at the end of the day, they're going to have to convince Grimlock not to take over because that's a problem. And he does it all the time because he thinks he should. But at the end of the day, if you're, if you're more powerful than Optimus Prime, I have to believe you're more powerful than Beast Boy. And that's my point number one. Okay, so if I were to read between the lines, Ray, what you're saying is Grimlock is big and strong. Is that correct? One could use <laughs> those two adjectives to describe him, yes. Okay, I'm, I'm quite metal, perceptive. I, and metal, I think he mentioned. Right. That was a big There's part a, of the, that statement. A lot of metal is used. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, so some serious questions. Um, how fast is Grimlock? Grimlock, you know, it's hard to tell because he is a 20. Is it though? He's a 23 foot tall robot, so he can cover a lot of ground very, very quickly. We've had this conversation with Ant-Man. You say, how fast is Ant-Man? It's like, it's hard to say because when you're big, what might appear ponderous is actually moving very, very fast and it just doesn't feel like it. Right. He's not that fast. We're on the same page. How agile is Grimlock, by the way? Grimlock is agile. I've seen him dodge things. But more often than not, he just kind of gets out of the way of slow-moving attacks or, or takes heavier attacks and just hits you back even harder. 
So he tanks a lot of stuff. So what he doesn't have in reflexes, he has in durability we'll or whatever. We'll talk about that right? later. We'll talk about that. Got it. Okay. Uh, how well does he use tactics and strategy? Uh, surprisingly well, and I'll be getting into that in a later point as well. What first appears like a charge at your opponent head-on strategy, and sometimes, yes, it is that, but often it's 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 some sort of like genius, uh, what do you call it, idiot savant to it, where it turns out exactly the straightforward thing is the correct thing. Got it. I'm going to pretty much call negative on that one, but we'll get to that later. Last thing, and this is more of a statement and just a what if, Shouldn't the Dinobots have been able to combine to like Devastator did with the Constructicons into something like a big, huge dinosaur? Uh, right. Look, di the Dinobots are so cool. They don't need a gimmick. Yeah, but then they would get trounced by Devastator. Anyway, that's just more of a personal statement. A wish list. All right. All good stuff. Grimlock is awesome. Not going to joke about that. Let me see if I can kind of counter that with my point number one about Beast Boy, where I'm going to talk about Beast Boy's powers. So Beast Boy, if you don't know, has the ability to morph or transform into any animal that he has seen or that he has seen in an illustration or a picture, and that includes being able to picture in his mind. It's kind of freaky that way. He can transform from one animal or creature to another in less than a second, by the way. So as fast as a transformer can go from vehicle to robot or robot to dinosaur... Uh, Beast Boy can actually transform faster from creature to creature to creature. It's really cool. And he's capable of doing these rapid changes over and over and over again, which means he's got this super level, superhuman level of stamina and endurance, right? He can change unlimited number of times. It's not a problem. Uh, here's another fun fact. Beast Boy's powers enabled him to completely alter his body mass. So he can take the shape of any animal that's insanely larger and heavier than himself. Listen, he's been an elephant. He's been a hippopotamus. He's been a Tyrannosaurus Rex. And he can go smaller to lighter animals as well, where he can change into mice, spiders, and insects, and go even smaller than that. And this power will definitely help him fight with Grimlock. Look, Beast Boy has a regeneration factor as well. So this weird thing happened to him where going back and forth, he's got a healing factor. And that's from transforming from animal to animal. Literally, he's got a Deadpool or Wolverine level healing factor where he can even regenerate a missing limb. Listen, it's not that Grimlock's not going to do damage. It's just that Beast Boy's going to heal incredibly fast and keep on fighting at a high level. And uh, let's say he can even take the form of multiple creatures at the same time. For example, he can change into a swarm of fireflies. He can you know, transform into a ton of amoebas and even thousands of barnacles. How barnacles are going to help, I don't know. But he can do cool stuff like that. And when he gets pushed hard enough, Beast Boy transforms into creatures that don't even exist. And what I mean by that is that, again, he can picture something in his head because he's got so many experiences with different animals, aliens from different uh, planets, that he's got this crazy good imagination where he can vividly picture a new type of creature, animal with different abilities, powers, whatever, and can actually transform into that. Whatever is needed, he can turn into that. If he needs to change into something crazy, he could change into a fire-breathing butterfly the size of a whale. Not a problem for him. By the way, while in animal form, he gains all the physical abilities, the attributes, and characteristics of that animal. He, if he Super strength, superhuman speed, enhanced durability, flight, especially if it's a bird or what have you, or something with wings. And what's really cool is that in these animal forms, what people don't know is that he can actually increase the strength, the natural abilities of that animal. If he grows into, he transforms into a large ape, he can actually make that ape way stronger than a natural ape that size and that strength. It's kind of really cool. Same thing with his uh, durability and his speed. All that can be increased 
increased uh, greatly. He can even gain specific poisons and toxins produced by like animals like snakes. Uh, and there's this really cool instance where Beast Boy changes into a bombardier beetle. Why that's normal is because that type of beetle has the ability to shoot a heated and corrosive chemical from its abdomen. And imagine that running around inside Grimlock, by the way, doing a ton of damage. That's something he could do. And to make this even more interesting, while in animal form, Beast Boy retains his human intelligence, all of his memories, and the ability to speak. So he's not going to say, me, Beast Boy. But no, no, he's still this hyper-intelligent kid. Look, Grimlock's no stranger to things that can transform once, maybe even twice, but fighting an opponent that can transform many times in an instant is something he's just not going to comprehend and he's not going to be able to deal with. At the very least, this is going to confuse the heck out of Grimlock, someone who's known for getting confused very, very easily. And when Grimlock gets confused, things clearly don't go well for him. All of that together is my point number one. I have so much to say about this because you're misrepresenting things. Of course you are. And you said that you say things don't go well for Grimlock. No, things don't go well for everyone around Grimlock. Okay, start there. Now, some of the things you just talked about, you comfortably left off some of the limitations of Beast Boy's changes in that he has to be able to have room for whatever it is that he wants to transform into. So in other words, there was one point when Beast Boy was under a bridge and he tried to transform into something very, very large. But when he matched, when he hit the bridge, he immediately reversed the transformation and wasn't able to do it because he didn't fit into that space. So if Grimlock gets a hold of him and Grimlock gets, you know, gets his tethers into him, He's not going to be able to do change into something very, very large to get out of there. He's going to be kind of stuck in that moment getting eaten, okay? Also, when he transforms, Beast Boy does, into something very, very large, he suffers the same problem Ant-Man has. He gets tired much more easily when he takes very, very large forms and he can't necessarily hold them for an excessive length of time. That's also very, very important to say here. And the third thing I want to talk about is... Does he hate does he hate Mondays and does he eat lasagna? You said he was uh, Garfield. I need these questions answered. Uh, other than the first name, the he he loves people named John, right? Just like Garfield does. See, uh, now, the, you he does a love his lesson. <laughs> right, he does love lasagna as long as it's uh, vegetarian mm. and instead of meat, it's tofu, and uh, he's cool with Mondays. Because you know why? Every day feels like a Saturday to him. By the way, those limitations, <laughs> I don't think, you know, hey, uh, I don't think uh, Grimlock's going to be fighting him under a bridge. Just putting that out there. And also, that limitation about him not being able to hold something that big, he's actually been able to do that for quite an extended period of time. That may be a previous limitation. But remember, since the New 52 about 10 years ago, a lot of things have Wait been Wait a minute. Now, James, are you telling me right now that suddenly you're using the New 52 version of the character? Or are you using the traditional DC Comics version of the character? Or are you creating an amalgam of whatever you feel like in the moment, like you normally do? Ray, have you read comics lately? Do you understand how the New 52 fits in with the DC Comics continuity? Uh, how, how do you like the New 52, James? You a big fan? Oh, I hate the New 52. Oh, interesting. I okay. hate the New 52. It is okay. horrible. You it was would say worst... it ruined some characters and took them out of their essence, maybe. Uh, I'd say it did that for almost all of them. But... Interesting. So, okay, I just want that on the table for this battle. John, you're a great judge. Let's let's kick it over to you. All right, John, go ahead and tell us what you think. Because you've heard points number one from Ray. Where's your and myself, where's your head at with this battle so far? <sighs> okay. So so let me just let me just okay. All right. All right. Uh, I'm trying to be not biased, but I, I it's hard for me to see how how anything like flesh and bone is gonna to beat Grimlock. Like he'd have to get so big and can he maintain the strength of like 
that size against Grimlock. Like it is, it is rough. But, but then I started thinking. Your point was very good. He could turn into a swarm of butterflies, and this he would be like Grimlock would be like, where do I attack? And then he could form into the the big creature, and then do some damage from above him or from the side without with with the confusion. Oh man. Oh man, it's hard. I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence. This is this is getting good, guys. Right now though, I'm thinking could Beast Boy outsmart him? Could he do it? Could he do it? I doubt it. I doubt it. Keep going, guys. Keep going. All right. I love it. You're on the fence. It could go either way so far. All right, Ray, hit us with your point number 2. Point number 2. For Grimlock, let's talk about his weapons. Let's talk about his attacks because Beast Boy is relying on natural uh, abilities of animals and creatures that don't stand a chance against Grimlock. He's not exactly using strong weapons, tech, tech, all that stuff. That's not the character of Beast Boy that I'm familiar. Maybe in the new 58 that James is going to quote in just a moment that changes. But let me tell you about some of the attacks and weapons of Grimlock because one of the big things he's known for is when he transforms into his robot form, he has an Energon sword. He has a laser sword. It's basically a giant lightsaber that a 20 three-foot monster robot is wielding okay think of the think of the zorg from mighty Morphin power rangers for gosh sakes this sword has been known to slice through a two-foot concrete wall if you can slice through a two-foot concrete wall you can slice through any form of animal that beast boy puts in front of you additionally these are attacks Grimlock is one of the most aggressive fighters, maybe in the history of the Who Would Win show. He's super tenacious. He won't give up. He won't back down. And he gets into it. One of the cool things that he does is tactically, he's known sometimes as being a very good tactician in that he makes quick decisions and sees them through to the end. He decides, I'm going to go attack that. And then he goes and attacks it while people are still deciding what they want to do. Grimlock's already on top of them, destroying them. He doesn't wait for anything to happen. He's the one who creates the action. And that's what makes Grimlock so fun. Additionally, with attacks, he can shoot an energy ray out of his mouth as the dinosaur form. He's shooting laser beams out that can obviously do massive damage to organic creatures. He also wields a double-barreled rocket launcher. A double-barreled rocket launcher. You know what those work really good on? Organic material. Not just that. He has a particle beam cannon. You think an energy ray is good. A particle beam cannon is vaporizing things. You talk about Beast Boy having a healing factor. But when he gets cut in half by the jaws and then gets disintegrated by the particle beam, there's going to be nothing left to regenerate. And I left out the best part of Grimlock's arsenal. Grimlock can fly. Grimlock has rocket boosters something, but when I was watching the cartoons, I didn't remember it this way, but Grimlock has the ability to fly around the battlefield. So you might worry that Beast Boy is going to take some sort of flying creature, whether that's a butterfly the size of a whale or any other nonsense that James is going to pretend is real out here. What exactly is a butterfly the size of a whale going to do with it for an attack? What's it going to do? Come sit on you and make you sad? 
I don't know, but he's not going to do anything offensive. He's a butterfly the size of a whale. But you know what, Will? A flying 23-foot robotic dinosaur with a particle beam cannon. I don't need to imagine in my own head how that's going to get this battle won. I don't need to do any mental gymnastics or math. Grimlock is too much. Grimlock is too powerful. And on top of it all, he can fly. And that is my point number two. You know, it's funny. I'm trying to, you know, look through all of like, you know, go through my sci-fi, you know, database right now and try to think, is there ever an example of a 20, you know, a huge giant butterfly or giant butterfly-like creature causing damage? Oh yeah, that's right. Mothra Mothra. from Godzilla. I was, I was like, uh, Mothra and and Mothra, didn't he, didn't Mothra beat Godzilla? Oh, interesting. Did he? Did it? Did Mothra? Oh, did did Mothra Mothra beat Godzilla? Mecha Godzilla, because that's a much more fair fair moment. (laughs) Oh, of course. That's interesting. You mean he Mothra beat Godzilla, who actually beat Mecha Godzilla? So through transitive properties. Anyway, I'm just trying through to say transitive giant size The girl from Stranger Things beat Godzilla. So what That's are we true. even talking about here anymore? <laughs> Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Um, again, I love Grimlock. I really do as a character. Love Grimlock's weapons, the particle cannon, everything that Grimlock can do. Quick question for you, Race to Canis. When when Grimlock's about to go into battle. And things are getting really crazy. Does he stay in robot mode with all of his weapons ready to go? Or does he uh, turn into the uh, T-Rex? He has the affinity for the T-Rex form. Absolutely. It's a good thing that basically all of that, maybe except for the, the laser sword, uh, is 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 all available to him in the T-Rex form. Now, if the fight comes down to it and he feels like he needs to be more tactical, he'll pull out the laser sword. I could absolutely see a situation if, if Beast Boy somehow turns into a giant whale, which wouldn't do well on land anyway, so I don't know why you brought up that, and tries to, like, eat... Grimlock? Grimlock's going to transform, pull out the power sword, and cut his way out like Drax the Destroyer in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. First of all, if you're going to talk about a giant robot with a sword, we got to bring up Voltron, or at least one of the I Zords. I was trying hard Rangers. to at least put it off till point or, three. Or, 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 Gund- or the Gundams. All oh, Gundams, like, exactly. John, Gundams, you see what I'm working sure, with here? You know what I'm sure, talking yeah, about? You yeah, know. Yeah. All right, yeah. so here's the deal. Um, it's interesting because I don't remember... And I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. I don't remember Grimlock as a T-Rex using a gun or a sword. That is something that it was. It's he's got a laser. Like a he's got mode. a laser gun right in his mouth, and he shoots it out. He's got a laser gun in his mouth. You That's mean he right. can shoot lasers from his mouth? Yes, he it's can. It's not a gun in his mouth that he's somehow pulling the trigger on. Okay, excellent. Grimlock, can he's fly. trying to confuse you right now. Don't don't fall no, for no. it, Ray. It's all don't good. Fall. No, this is good. I like you all of this. You can't confuse me because I'm already confused. That's right. <laughs> all right. So, I, again, I love Grimlock, but I just – I really question his tactics. Yeah, he rushes into battle even when it's possibly not the right time to do it. Again, not trying to put the character down, just kind of trying to show what the character is and what the character isn't. So let me get to my point number two, and let's talk about the range of Beast Boy's powers and the other things he can do really, really well. You know, when I look at Beast Boy, I think he had to have been an inspiration – for some of the characters, maybe for the whole series of My Hero Academia. So, John, you can appreciate this. And the reason why, you know, just for our listeners, when you watch My Hero Academia or, or read it, you know, I, I can't recommend it enough. 
they take these characters that have these quirks or powers. And what's really interesting is some people have these amazing Superman level quirks and other people have like one little mini power that you think isn't so hot. But then the, the, the school teaches them how to weaponize and use that power, whether to save people or to fight villains or whatever it is, to the nth degree so that they become the most badass characters in the world, super powerful and super capable, even with a limited quirk. Well, that's something Beast Boy did it's not limited. He did that with his animal changing powers and he took that to the nth degree as well. There's not much that Beast Boy can't do with his powers and let me kind of explain that. See, Beast Boy knows how every way he can fight using his abilities and he's taking the time to develop them in really cool ways. He actually has trained to use his powers better and better. For example, he can transform not just into regular creatures but into mythical creatures. He transformed into a massive Godzilla-sized phoenix. He turned into a huge fire-breathing dragon. And my personal favorite is a King Kong-sized demon. That is pretty impressive. He can transform into numerous huge and powerful creatures at once. Remember, size and mass doesn't matter to uh, Beast Boy. He can do it all. So if Beast Boy wanted to be you know something like uh, transforming two massive Godzilla-sized creatures, probably not that big, but two like say King Kong-sized creatures that are a little bit smaller, he could probably do it. And on the other side, he can actually transform into multiple creatures the size of amoebas into like bacteria. That's what he can do, and he can do it super, super quick. He's that versatile. Beast Boy also isn't limited to Earth creatures. I mentioned this before because he's traveled all over space with the Teen Titans and Justice League and what have you. He's seen a lot of powerful alien creatures. So as I remember, I mentioned this earlier, he can transform into something the size of Godzilla. And for example, he's trying to do a giant monster from the planet Tamarin. That's where Starfire is from. Uh, it's a, it looks like a huge, almost like walrus with fangs that was actually insanely mobile. He can also combine creatures and turn into like kind of a chimera. And he's demonstrated his ability to combine as many creatures as he wants into one. One of my favorites was this flying lion lizard with wings and six legs that could breathe some type of fire or acid or something. It was crazy. No one knew what it was. And he's like, yeah, I just combined a bunch of creatures together because that's what I can do. And by the way, each character would retain the abilities of the individual characters combined into one to make it like something even more powerful than before. Here's another interesting aspect of Beast Boy, by the way. Did you also know he's an expert fighter? He really is. You know, by himself as a person, he's been taught by Nightwing, uh, Robin, and I think he's even gotten some combat instruction from Batman because, you know, he's so close to Batman through the Teen Titans. And then on top of that, Beast Boy knows how to immediately, uh, whatever animal he turns into, he can also be an expert combatant in that animal form. And this is what's really, really cool about him. So if he turns into a large, you know, he's facing multiple opponents, he can turn into a large squid and take out like eight people at the same time. If he needs to uh, turn into something, you know, uh, a swarm of insects, sex you know and get into uh you know inside of a robot he's done that before uh let's see when he was fighting a giant monster one-on-one he turned into what he called the monkey king a reference to i guess uh goku and dragon ball and what have you and this was a green giant sized monkey probably the size of king Gun, but it was a monkey with a tail and what have you and that had the quickness the agility all that kind of good stuff you got to remember one thing Beast Boy is constantly training to use his powers. You cannot underestimate that part. He's constantly trying to best understand how each creature he can comprehend of and use in a fight can be used and weaponized just like those characters do on My Hero Academia. Literally any form Beast Boy takes, he'll immediately know how to use it to the best of its ability as well as how to fight with that creature at an expert level. This is what kind of starts to separate him from Grimlock. Look, Grimlock can be a devastating warrior on his own, no joke. But Beast Boy being like a master martial artist and fighter as a squid and then as a fire-breathing dragon and then as amoebas. I mean, this is just crazy what he can do with all of this stuff. 
let's see. Remember, uh, you know, Beast Boy's also traded punches and fought super powerful beings like Bizarro, Starfire. He fought Cyborg. He even took punches from Superboy Prime, who's most likely the most powerful iteration of Superman ever. Listen, Grimlock's powerful, but he's not Superman Prime level or at least even close to that. Sure, Grimlock can do all this crazy good stuff, but it's nothing compared to the speed, the versatility, and training Beast Boy has when it comes to using his powers and weaponizing what he can do. That's my point number two. I think there's a lot you're leaving out of some of these examples, James, because that's what you love to do. Look, you notice, John, how he says he didn't say, oh, he beat Superboy Prime in a fight. He just said he took punches from him. Anybody can take punches from Superboy Prime. That doesn't mean you're doing well afterwards or able to fight immediately afterwards. I love how James leaves these Ray, half-truths on, this, Ray, on, Ray on the table. Ray Sicanis, how did Super Prime even get into the main DC Comics universe? He punched his way through dimensions. That's yes, what Beast Boy had to take. He punched his way through Beast Boy the way that you just described it and the verbiage you chose. Now, let's talk about this. He's an expert fighter. Okay, so he's got massive kung fu knowledge of kicks and throws and chops and punches. And when he turns into an elephant, he suddenly is using this elephant body to do judo throws. This doesn't match anything I've ever seen in my entire life. I think James is asking you to take mental leaps that don't frankly exists and made up creatures that sounds like the writers ran out of ideas they they read it's like oh man i guess we didn't have use for a parrot today i guess turn into turn into a five-way mythical uh, minotaur centaur creature uh, uh, that sounds a little bit silly to me and not so he normally when i see beast boy he turns into regular creatures except in a bunch of one-off examples and you talked about turning into a very small beetle you turned into a very small beetle in point number one, and there was so much nonsense in your point one, I couldn't even dispute it all. Sometimes I'm playing goalie, but there's 50 pucks coming in at once. The beetle goes inside Grimlock and does what exactly? It's the size of a beetle, and Grimlock is 23 feet tall. If he turns into a beetle and tries to walk inside Grimlock, all Grimlock has to do is stand there for two minutes and walk away safely, the winner of the who would win battle according to our rules, because there's nothing Beast Boy did to him in those two minutes. So Beast Boy, you're saying if he got inside Grimlock would stay as a beetle and not do anything else to damage the inside he places. Well, he's limited Grimlock. by how big he can get if he's inside Grimlock. He can't pull that little Ant-Man trick because as soon as he gets to an edge, he's going to fail the transfer. And not just that, Grimlock's moving around. Grimlock's got electricity inside of him. That beetle is fried or squished or both. Yeah, again, I just wish he had the ability to have, like, you know, healing powers and also an ability to change from one form to another. You know, I mean, that's fantastic, up, but if you're I'm not just hurting Grimlock for those. two minutes, Grimlock is winning this battle. Yeah, it won't take longer than two minutes. All right, John, you've heard two, two points from Ray. You've heard two points from me. Now we're at the turning point. This is where you tell us who is ahead in this battle and what does the other side have to do to pull out a win? The thing is, right, Beast Boy doesn't just open up with the crazy chimera. He opens up with an elephant. He opens up with something that flies, a bird. He he might turn into the T-Rex if he's like, oh, he's a T-Rex. I'm going to be a T-Rex. I feel like at which point Grimlock laser beams him. And you could say, oh, well, he's then going to shapeshift into something else. If he got, if he takes that laser beam, where does that, where does this fight go after you've taken one laser beam as like something uh, humanoid or like living, right? Yeah. It's going to be a hard comeback. And, and when he's got to recover from that blow, 
Grimlock's already on him with the next thing. It's not just like a single hit. It's got clack, clack. It's like a barbarian just... Da, 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 da. And it's looking really Grimlocky, but my boy, Beast Boy, I believe in him. I believe in him. He could get so small that he can't be hit. Like, he could then transform into something big, but what could he turn into that could deal with Grimlock's just like overwhelming power and strength and weaponry? It's just, it's just, what's he got? You gotta, James, help me. Help me. The, the, it's, the, the, the weight is just. The scales are not uh, looking good for Mr. Beast Boy at the moment. Look, Got it. I love the fact that John, as a judge, has been listening to what I have to say, unlike some other judges we've had recently. But I don't love the fact that he is rooting for James Gavsey in this battle. Listen, listen, Beast Boy. I grew up on Beast Boy. Yeah. I love this character, okay? I, 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 um... My my favorite superpower, if I could have one, is the ability to shapeshift like Beast Boy. Okay, but uh, except I would turn into a xenomorph, and that's just uh, that's just personal preference. Whoa. But oh dear. But but but. <sighs> good luck, James. I I listen. I love a good challenge, and Grimlock is insanely powerful. Ray's actually doing a great job repping him. I do think I have something that could put him over. With that being said, though, Ray still has to give us his point number three. So, Ray, go ahead and hit us with what you think is a knockout blow. Point number three for Grimlock is his durability and his ability to win, quite honestly. I don't know how you exactly encapsulate that, but if Beast Boy can't hurt Grimlock, Grimlock has to win this battle because Grimlock being a transformer, being his size is nearly invulnerable from physical attacks. We haven't really seen a whole lot of creatures get over on Grimlock physically. It just doesn't seem to happen. He was in, a, in an Energon refinery and the whole thing exploded around him. It's the equivalent of being inside a gas pump when the gas station explodes. Grimlock was in this Energon refinery, which exploded around him and did very, very little to him. Massive explosion did nothing. Megatron, James, you're familiar with this character. Megatron used his primary cannon weapon on Grimlock and it did virtually nothing. A little singe mark and Grimlock kept going because you can't hurt Grimlock, you know? And one of the things that really... And one of the things that I think goes unappreciated about Grimlock, and you try to make fun of him for having low intelligence, and he might project that, but he is a master strategist in his tenacity, and I'm glad John picked up on that, because if he blasts Beast Boy, Beast Boy isn't just going to immediately snap to another animal, he's going to be hurt, because that's Beast Boy. And if you get hurt, and you get staggered against a character like Grimlock, he coming in with them jaws, and he is tearing you apart. He's ending this battle. Grimlock has no problem tearing apart puny inferior creatures, and he considers pretty much any organic creature inferior to him. So he will have no problem doing a kill shot on Beast Boy. But it's also underappreciated that Grimlock led the Autobots. Grimlock, for a time in the comics, led the Autobots for a time longer than Optimus Prime led the Autobots. They put Grimlock in charge in G1 comics. And, the, and he led them for the majority of the rest of the series at that point because he's a leader. He has ideas. So I don't want you to think he's some dumb brute who just stomps in. He's a brute who stomps in with purpose. And he knows it's going to win because it's been winning for years. 
and he doesn't have to worry about it. But let's talk about some other examples. He one time gained super intelligence and he was able to transfer that intelligence to Computron uh, uh, to create the Technobots. All the Technobots in Transformers cartoon are a result of Grimlock passing on his intelligence because he was smart enough to know it did them more good than it did him and it ended up defeating the Terrorcons at the end of the battle. Yes, big dumb Grimlock came up with an entire plan to defeat the Terrorcons because he's a leader. He has tactics. My favorite example is a cartoon I just watched called Call of the Primitives three-part Transformer story featuring Grimlock. And he beat a character named Primacron. Primacron is, a, is an organic creature who created Unicron, the guy who eats all the planets in the Transformers movie. This is the organic guy who made tons of robots, including Unicron. He created a whole series of crazy things called the Tornatron. You know what the Tornatron were? They were specially designed robots that were made of energy that could transform into mythical creatures and animals and also had a kill shot one shot against any transformer that they dealt with they took out every other transformer on the entire planet except for one guess which one gosh darn grimlock that's who grimlock ended up sneaking away he avoided them facing it a head-to-head battle because he's smart got into where primacron was he ended up reversing the polarity, which Primacron, one of the smartest characters in the universe, couldn't figure out to do. He flips one switch in five seconds, defeats, defeats the Tornatron, <laughs> who transform into creatures. Did I mention that? Defeated them with one little click of a wrist and then destroyed the entire lab, calling it the smartest thing he's ever done. And you just want to talk about basic durability, a gigantic Kaiju Godzilla-sized robot named Trypticon, fell on him. He fell over, and Grimlock did not get out of the way, and he collapsed on him. And Grimlock got out of it completely unscathed. If Mechagodzilla falls on you, and you walk away without a scratch, I'd like to believe against a guy who can turn into a butterfly the size of a whale, you got a pretty good chance at victory. And that's my point number three. Interesting. So I like how you pulled a James Gabsy supposedly in a lot of these points for your point number three. So first of all, John, just to kind of say, if Beast Boy does get shot by one of these powerful weapons, remember he's got a healing factor. And that's something he can use and just get shot, heal up, and he's going to keep on going. Uh, John, if you get punched by Brock Lesnar, in a few weeks you might heal. That's what James is saying right now. Oh, he has a healing factor, which means he's going to get hit, and someday he'll be better. But it won't be within the two minutes we need it to be. Don't let him fool you. He, Sorry, James. This is your counterpoint. I didn't mean to step on. That's you. all right. That's that's true. If he hits a regular human being, but if he hits like a Deadpool, a Wolverine, a Beast Boy, a James Gabsy, we're all fine within seconds. Now, here's the deal. Grimlock's plan, you know, his intelligence and all that, the way he, you know, flipped a switch and caused an explosion, what have you. Both those things were not Grimlock acting as Grimlock. One was an example of intelligence being passed on to him, where then he passed it on again. So it wasn't really a Grimlock feat. Secondly, when he flipped that switch and crazy up, even Grimlock was like thinking, this is the luckiest thing. It was actually written <laughs> off as, this is the luckiest thing I've ever done. By the way, how smart am I to be this? You know, it was a lucky thing that Grimlock. Not at all. Not totally, at all. He, he, totally. he saw through all the malarkey and he flipped the one switch. He just, he's that 
smart. He, he saw all the John, way through it. And flipped the switch. John, you remember when you know you, <laughs> he you turned think, off the lights? Yeah. He's the smartest. He's, he's the smartest guy. That's what just happens. Yes, yeah. we we all remember our childhood cartoons a little bit differently. This is not an exception for Race to Canis. All right, now master strategist. This is a person who, if I said, "Here's some checkers. I want you to play with me. I'm going to teach you how to play this for a year." I'm pretty sure still would not understand how checkers works and would also get frustrated just playing that game. Okay. Let me just get to my point number three. And this is something I had to think about because, Ray, you did a great job. Grimlock is just insanely powerful. By the way, to make this even more impressive for uh, Grimlock, Trypticon is actually the size of a city, whereas uh, Mecha Godzilla was only 300 meters tall. Right, so this is it's actually, hard to get a sense of scale in the right. No, that's what I'm just trying to say. It's even books. more impressive when uh, uh, you know something the size of a city falls on you and you're still kind of okay. That's Wait, how is awesome. Your whole entire point number three about how awesome Grimlock is. No, I'm just trying, <laughs> I'm trying, trying to point out kneel down opportunity. I'm trying to. Are you taking a knee with two minutes to go? What's happening? Oh, you, you <laughs> have you no idea who I am, Race to Canis? What I'm trying to say is that Grimlock over relies on his physicality, on his brute force, on his nature to kind of go forward. You know, he is like the juggernaut. He's going to go forward. It's hard to stop him. Uh, you know, he doesn't really have much of a mind to make up because he's just like, me, Grimlock, go. That's it. And he just goes and he attacks. And that's pretty awesome. But let's talk about, from my point number three, tactics and strategy. So when it comes to strategy and tactics, Beast Boy is highly underrated. He really knows how to best attack an opponent in any way, any shape, or form. This is why he transforms from one animal of one size to an animal of another size that can do something differently. Because he knows in battle, things change dynamically. There's not one strategy that's going to work. you got to be able to tap into a whole bunch of them. And against something as powerful as Grimlock, he's going to use an old tactic I already mentioned where he'll turn into something like insects or something super small and go into Grimlock to destroy him from the inside or at least mess him up to stop him from the inside. Want an example of that? Sure, I got some. So Beast Boy morphed into what was called a parasitic worm to become resistant to the superhuman stomach acid right, which was also super powerful, and their immune system. And he went in there because he had to, for some reason, uh, collect and retrieve Raven's chakra that was somehow ingested by the superhuman. And he's like, if I go in there, I can tell something bad's going to happen. So I'll turn this parasitic worm that I'll mess him up on the inside with everything I do, and I'll be immune to what's going on. That's how smart he is. Now, against Grimlock, I talked about this before, I just wish there was an example of something that happened in the G1 Transformers series that would show that they could transform... Oh, there is. There's an episode, it just came to me right now, called Microbots. And this is where three trans, three Autobots, I think it was Perceptor, Bumblebee, and another one named Brawn, and they're shrunk down, and they somehow sneak into Megatron's body in order to disconnect what was called the Heart of Cybertron. This is an object that gave Megatron, like, in insanely enhanced powers and abilities and all that kind of good stuff so they went in they didn't come get bigger in size for a while they took out everything and then they started getting bigger and bigger and they finally made their way out that is an example if they could do it and get shrunk down and go in what do you think beast boy could do he turn into an amoeba sneak in turn into i don't know maybe something the size of a ferret and start messing around with wires and gad whatever else is going on in grimlock something is going to give and that is something that's been done before within the g1 universe but on top of all that, here's the deal. The other reason Beast Boy is going to win is by how he's going to use Grimlock's biggest weakness against him. And again, you know what I'm talking about. And, and there's no other way I can do this. He's not the sharpest tool in the shed. That's about as polite as I can put it without being offensive. Grimlock is easily confused. He's distract, easily distracted. And even crazier can be easily convinced not only not to fight, but to join your side. 
in the epic Transformers <laughs> movie. Yeah, it's crazy. It's insane. And, and I hate saying the this because I love Grimlock. All of them. But that's, that would solve the problem, right? Look, in, in the epic Transformers cartoon movie from the 1980s, the Autobots, Autobots uh, the, the Dinobots are in some like really weird uh, planet, right? And all of a sudden, there's this small little Autobot kid called Wheelie who's like insane, doing nursery rhymes, whatever, and jumps onto the Brontosaurus's head. I think his name is Sludge. So he's talking to all the Dinobots, and Grimlock comes over, and he's like, me no like you, and just slaps this little kid off of Sludge's head. He hits the ground, takes out a laser uh, slingshot, and shoots Grimlock in the nose with a little energy pellet, and that really hurts Grimlock. And Grimlock's like, why did you do that to Grimlock? I can't talk the way Race to Canis does and kind of shorten the sentences a little bit. And, and Grimlock's confused. Why would you hurt me, kid? And that's just because he knocked the kid off of a brontosaurus's head where he fell four stories to the ground. Grimlock can't process normal emotional stuff. That He's that confused. He's that easily confused. Beast Boy is also a talker. He is someone who can get in the head of an opponent. He has talked opponents down before from fighting. This is something he's going to somehow get his way into be uh, Grimlock, mess him up from the inside, and talk to him and say, hey, dude, bro, I like cats. I really do. Maybe we should stop fighting. And Grimlock's <laughs> going to be like, hey, me, Grimlock, think you're right. Me, not sure why. And all of a sudden, he's going to turn to cute animals, and Grimlock's going to be like, that's really cool, and all that shiny red ball syndrome. And then all of a sudden, Grimlock's not going to want to stop uh, fight anymore. Why am I saying that? Because that's happened. That's frequently happened like three times in this same cartoon series. It's actually maddening because you don't want to see it. Look, take everything Beast Boy can do his powers, his ability to fight, all that kind of good stuff, and the fact that Grimlock, as powerful as he is, here's the deal, Beast Boy's gonna be able to manipulate that person psychologically without a problem, as well as do damage on the inside. That's why Beast Boy wins this fight. James, I am outraged. Everything that you just said, quite honestly, in your beleaguered, uh, uh, prolonged point number three, seems to work as to why Grimlock would win this battle. You're trying to argue that Beast Boy would somehow bizarrely convince Grimlock to stop fighting and join his side. Grimlock sees organic creatures as inferior and that he should rule them. And if he, they don't let him rule him, he's going to pound them into submission. So what I would say right now is you're making all these points for me. I believe you. Beast Boy is going to try five or six different strategies and find none of them work as he gets murdered by this 23-foot robotic terror and additionally your megatron point about the autobots going inside megatron to get the thing well first off it's megatron and not grimlock so two very different characters but two they also had insane prior knowledge of how his body worked in the inside and knew exactly where to go and what to do and they can't be electrocuted by the things happening inside the machine because they themselves are machines none of this None of this in the who would win battle are advantages Beast Boy brings to the table. At best, he can become a small animal, get inside there, and get electrocuted to death. And Grimlock walks away safely. And the last thing I want to point out right here, you keep banging on the fact that Grimlock is dumb. Grimlock is not dumb. Grimlock is a strong leader. Grimlock makes decisive actions. And Grimlock wants you to underestimate him. If you think Grimlock is dumb in a battle, you're going to be really shocked when he does something surprising and destroys you with his cannons, his jaws, and his laser sword. So at the end of the day, I love me some Beast Boy. He's a fun character. He just doesn't match up against a monster terror like Grimlock. You know, I remember in the uh, Transformers movie, 
the, and it, which is amazing, by the way, from the 80s. And uh, the Dinobots are trying to take on Unicron, heroically, by the way. And their strategy was to uh, fly directly at Unicron's butt and stomp him in the butt. And it did, Unicron and oddly, did not like no, that. Well, uh, Unicron didn't even notice. Unicron, uh, or maybe he did. Unicron did notice. And then Grimlock's like, huh, for some reason, this didn't work. I'm quoting him, Grimlock need new strategy, was something he said. Oh, so he has strategy. Oh, interesting. Or he can recognize that his uh, butt kicking of a planet size. Anyway, with that being said, John, you've heard three points from Ray. You've heard three points from me. Now it is time for you to make a decision. Take us through a process. Take us on a journey. And tell us who wins this battle between Beast Boy and Grimlock. Okay. Well, okay. So, so they come face to face. Grimlock decides it's time for... Uh, Beast Boy to be eliminated. Beast Boy's like, oh no, this is probably going to be a problem and I'm going to have to eliminate this monstrosity. And he goes to shapeshift into a T-Rex as he sees that Grimlock is now a T-Rex. And he's like, oh no. Shapeshifts it, beams with a laser beam. He takes a, probably a hole. There's probably a hole there. And he starts to fill in that hole. And he starts to think about, he goes into a Triceratops probably to try to get defensive. It... Uh, Grimlock's on top of him, chomping him. He then will probably get smaller than the the chomp, and he'll go to something small and try to crawl into Grimlock so that he can start messing with the wires. Goes in, realizes there's not many wires, and then Grimlock transforms. Oh. Now, you could say he goes into an amoeba. How fast can an amoeba move? Right? If you got to hold him down for two minutes... Now, now, uh, Beast Boy is stuck in a labyrinth. If he lived through it, which I'm pretty sure I've seen, like, Bumblebee transform with the people in the car. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so they know where the people are. What's going to say that he can't not know where Beast Boy is? Yeah. So, I don't know. So, Beast Boy turns into... What does is, what is Beast Boy do at that point? He goes, like, uh, I turn into... He's against metal. Like, what, what in the, like, natural world or unnatural world... He could go into an alien that could, like, bore a hole through through the metal, right? But then he's got to hope that he's going the right way. Because it's, you know, he's, Grimlock's going to be trying to get him out, but try to figure out. It's just, I don't see a place where Beast Boy wins. I feel like once he's lost the, the upper hand, that it's just Grimlock's favor 100%. Just the fact that it's just metal and mean and monstrous. And you know Beast Boy's going to try to talk to him and thinking that he's won. And then, you know, Grimlock might not even, like, agree with him and be like, oh, you're right. We don't need to fight. Actually, you're weak. Eat. You know? And then I think this is a Grimlock one. I think it's... I, I He could go into a huge thing, but Grimlock just, like, bazookas him. I, I, I just... You're outgunned in this capacity, I think. Maybe with the whole Teen Titans... Against the the Dinobots, maybe the Teen Titans could pull it out, but solo dolo. I think the Teen Titans would would get the get a, a very beaten up uh, Beast Boy, and then they'd have to join in. I think would be the so thing, you, or they'd be coming to the funeral. So the official winner of this matchup, Grimlock for sure. 
For Absolutely. Sure. Wow. I'm sorry, James. Wow. Wow. I think Beast Boy would turn into a possum, so at least he'd have a chance to play dead. <laughs> Race to Canis. Congratulations. Uh, I think you repped Grimlock really well, and I'm kind of liking what you did because Grimlock is just absolutely fantastic and also one of my favorites. And again, anyone who can match the, the speak patterns, speech patterns of Race to Canis in cartoon form can't be all that bad, can they? <laughs> I mean, me, Ray, won this battle. <laughs> you know, Ray, you could probably do Grimlock, Bizarro, like a whole litany of characters, I think you could just go. Maybe the Hulk as well. All right, uh, John. Well, I think it's high time I do some VO, James. That's, That's what I'm, I'm just thinking. By the way, I, I highly recommend that. I, I second that notion. John, Probably. you are absolutely awesome yet again. Please come back on the show. You are absolutely fantastic and super entertaining. Tell everyone where they can find you online. My my at is at John Mohundro across every front. And, uh, yeah, I'll see you guys on the internet. <laughs> And thank you for having me. I have a blast doing this. This is so fun. And uh, thanks a lot for pitting two fantastic characters that I love and adore against each other. I really, really wanted Beast Boy to win. I just I just couldn't. There was no... He had to be on every single point. I just couldn't. I'm so sorry. Well, John, we're, we're sorry to see you go. And uh, your time on Who Would Win was short, but sweet. And we'll find someone to replace you, too. I'm kidding. Uh, listen, I love a good challenge. No joke, I love a good challenge. When this matchup came up, a few people were like, are you sure? And I'm like, listen, I'm not sure. But that's what I love about these matchups. And that's why we do this show is to come up with some crazy stuff. Uh, with that being said, speaking of crazy, Ray, congratulations. This was a great win. You repped Grimlock beautifully. Tell the audience how you feel and tell the audience where they can find you. Look, when it comes down to the end of season three, with this season between the two of us being as close as it is, there's nothing I want to hear more than James saying, I want to take a chance with this one. I love it because sometimes chances work out and sometimes Grimlock bites you in two. Now, what I would say right now is I love me some Grimlock. I'm super excited, of course, about the correct result of this battle. But upon watching, for to get ready for this, watching old Grimlock G1 Transformers cartoons, I had forgotten how much I absolutely adore <laughs> and beloved this character. I felt for him. I understood him. And I would say at the end of the day, I was nearly in tears. Okay, I'll say it. I was in tears of joy watching the episode where he saves the day and saves the universe through being the smartest Dinobot in the oh, room. Yeah. You can find me at Almighty Ray on Twitter. Let's celebrate. We're going to have an extra, extra sized, Grimlock sized Victory Friday. Hashtag Victory Friday. Hashtag Grimlock. Hashtag Dominance. I'll see you there. Humble as ever. I love it. All right. Uh, congratulations to Ray Sicanis. Uh, fantastic job, John. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by typing in at James Gabs. You remember, join the official Who Would Win Facebook group to make a suggestion for a matchup for the show and to be part of our growing community. You can also find us on Instagram at Who Would Win Show. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you go for your podcasts. By the way, every Friday, check out Geek and Game uh, on Facebook. Go to their page. Check out the Facebook Live because they talk about the latest episode of Who Would Win. And they ask the audience, hey, what do you think? What was your favorite part? What'd you like the most? Best answer wins a $25 Amazon gift card. That's right. You oh. win 
one years of one year raised to Canis's salary in the form of an Amazon gift card. You are welcome. <laughs> it's, it's a big, a big prize. prize. Don't spend it all in one place. On behalf of myself, Race to Canis, Joint Media, and the rest of the amazing Who Would Win team, thank you once again for listening to another episode of Who Would Win. We'll see you next time. Hi, I'm Kevin Goatee. Hey, I'm Kevin Israel. We host Gutting the Sacred Cow, the best and most unique movie debate podcast out there. Why? Because we invite our guests to pick a film that they find overrated or hate and try to convince us to see their argument. They must pick a film that is a financial success, widely beloved, or critically acclaimed. That's right. Some of the films our guests have tried to eviscerate, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Pulp Fiction, Ghostbusters? You can find us on all podcast platforms like Apple, Google, Spotify, and more. And if you want to watch our smiling faces, we're also on YouTube. GuttingTheSacredCow.com is where you find all of our information. And we look forward to our guests infuriating you when they attack your favorite films. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.